When I say let's grow, I want you to say together. Let's grow. Let's grow. We're going to grow, go, and give, and that's the focus of our Pray It Up series. We want to grow together. This is week two of this part of our series, a Grow Together. As part of our growing together, we want to teach each other and help each other respond well to uncertainty. You know, uncertain times can oftentimes create anxiety in our lives. You ever been anxious? Let me ask you, what are some things, I want you to shout out, what are some things that have made you anxious in life? Bills, pain, finances, kids, work, everything. Yeah. Anxiety is just a part of life for most of us. Paycheck, presidency, job security, national security, report cards, bills, you name it. I know some of you students are really not looking forward to school tomorrow, but it's coming, and that's making you anxious. Life has things that create anxiety. What we need to do is learn how to respond to that. There's a lot of wrong ways to respond to anxiety. We can isolate ourselves and withdraw. You ever done that before? You just don't want to see anybody. I've done it. Sometimes we can act out and explode because of our anxiety. You ever done that before? You just, you're, you're, you're smushing that thing in, and it's a can of soda ready to pop. Sometimes we suppress our busyness with all kinds of things. I suppress our anxiety with all kinds of things, like busyness, like eating, like drinking, like binge-watching movies and TV and all kinds of things we do because we don't want to think about our anxieties. So we just try to cover it up. We try to smother it. But we know that when we open our eyes, it's still there. How do we respond properly to anxiety? That's the question I want us to ask. I want you to hear something Jesus said. I love his words. He says, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they are? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need, uh, that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That's Jesus talking to you. 
You see, when life is difficult, when anxiety begins to flood your life, Jesus is saying, hey, you got to chill. You got to not be anxious. And we're like, I don't know how to be anxious. And that's why we're here today to talk about that. See, anxiety is something that overwhelms and consumes us all. Anxiety wins when it convinces you that there's no hope for your circumstance. Anxiety wins when it convinces you to not pray. Prayerlessness is peacelessness. I made that up. Prayerlessness is peacelessness. You don't have peace in your life, I guarantee you, you ain't praying. See, getting worked up will lead you to getting stressed out, but getting prayed up will lead you to getting peace-filled. At the end of the day, what we're going to learn today is how to say peace to anxiety. How to say peace to anxiety, how to let it go and say, God, I'm embracing your peace for my life. So I want you guys to raise up your deuces and say peace to anxiety. Say it so long. God, by his grace, will provide for us all that is needed to say peace to anxiety. And the way he has provided it for us to say peace to anxiety is through prayer. And so I'm going to find ourselves in the book of Philippians chapter 4 today. Would you open your Bibles there with me, please? There's a Bible in pew in front of you. If you don't own a Bible, the one you're holding then is yours. It's our gift to you at the brook. Philippians chapter 4, it's in the New Testament of the Bible. And it's towards the end of the New Testament, so it's only going to be, it's going to be towards the end of your Bible, the very end. If you've got a pew Bible and you have that page number, can someone tell me what it is? 982. 982. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. I need to tell you, church family, it was not my intention to, pre- to, to preach this sermon today. Um, this was not my plan. And you'd be startled to know when, uh, when God changed the plan, so I won't tell you. Um, I had a different plan of attack, and, and, uh, but just something wasn't sitting right. And yet when this was brought to my mind by the Spirit of God, I believe, it became very clear pretty instantly, clearer than it normally does, and quicker <laughs> than it normally does. To God be the glory. Um, I want us to know that, that life, life is filled with things that are going to press you. I mean, you, you might be saying, I'm thinking of it. I want you to think about it. What, what's causing you anxiety today? Just think about it. Let that thing enter your mind. And if you haven't prayed it up, then you're stressed out. And so we want you to know how to pray it up. And we want you to encourage your brothers and sisters here who are struggling to pray it up. I know some of us today are exploring the Christian faith. And you need to know that there is a God in the heavens who is real. And he's not just there as some God who's other looking down saying, hey, man, you got to figure this thing out on your own. But he's a God who entered into our mess as Jesus, who went to the cross to save you from your mess, and now intercedes after his resurrection for you so you can pray and experience God's peace. And so if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus so you can know God's peace that comes through being forgiven That comes through being a daughter and a son of God. That's what Jesus has done to accomplish. And so when you do that, when you become part of God's family, he gives peace to you. He makes peace with God possible, and he makes peace in life accessible to you. But that kind of peace in life is only enjoyed when you give your trials and circumstances over to God. There are many people who know Jesus, who have peace with God because of their faith, but are living anxiously because they're not trusting God in the day-to-day of life. And God is telling us, you've got to trust me. 
You got to lay your anxieties at my feet. You got to get prayed up. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Two verses, simple verses. I want to read them for you. The Apostle Paul writes this from a jail cell. So put your circumstances into perspective here. That your trials are real. As his words, he experienced this and wrote. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Say anything. Anything. But in everything. Say everything. everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Through prayer, you can say peace to anxiety. Because God has ordained things to be such. See here, Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. About anything. Anything no matter how big it might appear to be or how small it might appear to be. Don't be anxious about it, but instead he tells us to pray. See, in prayer, we who are on earth are crying out to a God who is in the heavens, who wants to intercede, intervene in our lives. Jesus died on the cross and now is our mediator through his resurrection between us and God. So when we talk, God hears our prayers and we can be confident of that. And there are times where we go out to pray and you don't know what to say. And Romans 8 says that the Holy Spirit then intercedes on your behalf. So whether you know what to say or don't know what to say, just pray. And God will know your heart. He says to pray and do so by prayer and supplication. Prayer is a word that simply means to make a request to God. Supplication is more the fervor by which you do it. It it has an urgency attached to that word, supplication. And so Paul is saying here, don't be passive about your anxieties, but be urgent with them, bring them before God, and don't let them linger on. In Romans 15, 30, Paul makes a, a request to the church in the city of Rome. And I love how he said this. This is the Apostle Paul who wrote 13 books of the New Testament. He's asking people to pray for him because he's struggling. He says, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. He says, strive together in prayer for me. And that word strive means to wrestle And sometimes prayer is like that. You're just wrestling there in God's presence. God, I'm struggling here, but I want my prayers and my supplications. I want this urgency to be made known to you, God. And that's the manner by which God is calling us to respond to our anxieties. So if something is enough to make you anxious, it is enough to bring before God, no matter how big or how small. And this is why he says, don't be anxious about anything, but with everything, bring it to God. No matter how small of a request it might feel like or how large it might be, from losing your keys to waiting waiting for a text, from financial struggles to peace in our city, what burdens you? What's causing you anxiety? Whatever it is, it's not too big or too small to bring before God. And some of the things that create, a stress, create stress in our lives, they feel so enormous. Maybe they're global. 
I mean, you guys have heard about the reports of what happened in our city this week with these four youth who tortured someone on Facebook Live. That, that creates an angst in me. And it feels so big, doesn't it? God, how can my prayer do anything about that? God's saying it's not too big for me. Bring your anxiety before me. Bring whatever it is, no matter how big or how small. Whatever weighs in your heart, people, places, names, faces, bring your request to God. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Now, this is an interesting addition to the call to pray. He's saying when you pray, pray with thanksgiving. He's saying, what does that mean? To be thankful for the things that create anxiety? Not necessarily. Although, what causes anxiety causes us to come to God, and we're in God's presence, we're in our best place. But the thanksgiving that comes with our prayer is saying, God, I'm thankful that as I pray, I know you hear me. There's no one who understands prayer that isn't filled with a sense of gratitude when they pray. To think that the God of this universe never says, get in line when you pray. He never says, come back in 10 minutes. But he says, come. And for you and for me, that should generate a sense of thanksgiving and gratitude, saying, God, my circumstances are the real deal right now, Lord. I feel anxious, but I'm thankful to know that you hear me in the, in the place of my anxiety. And so Paul says, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He said, well, why should I make my requests made known to God? Isn't God omniscient, which would say he knows all things? Well, why should I pray if God knows everything? And that's, that's like the husband that says, why should I tell my wife I love her? Because you do. You know, we say God knows everything. Well, the, the call to pray is not so God could find out what's causing you anxiety. He knows your angst. No, the call to make known your request to God is so that you can verbalize what's causing you angst and trust it over to God. It's a challenge for you to say, God, I'm giving this to you, not so you can find out, but so that I can be honest with what's going on in my life. And as I bring it to God, God, I know you will meet me in this place place of anxiety. God wants to respond to us. Man, there's been so many times in my life where I just feel so anxious, and finally when I'm just, you know, the end of my folly and my foolishness trying to just press harder and do more and stay busier and and try to accomplish all these things. Finally, when I stop and pray, God just unloads the weight. And I'm just like, God, why did it take this long? Why was I so stubborn? And here Paul's just like, man, don't be anxious. Jesus says, look at the, the flowers in the field. Look at the birds. They're not anxious. I feed them. Aren't you more important to me than they are? So God's saying, come to me and pray. And what I love about this passage is that the prayer then is met with three things about peace. Three kinds of peace. Three details about peace. You see, in verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, the way you say peace to anxiety is by praying, and the kind of peace you get is the kind of peace you need. And the first thing about this kind of peace is it is peace from God. Hear that? He says, and the peace of God, not the peace of man. The peace of humanity is a temporary kind of peace. That, that's, that's trying to cover up your anxiety, but you and I know that's temporary. God's peace is not temporary. As we come to him, he gives us a peace that is firm. See, a peace that comes by keeping a fast pace of life is a false kind of peace. Because the moment you stop, you feel that weight. When you lay your head at night, it all comes back to you. You could busy yourself for 18 hours a day, but when you put your head on that pillow, if you're not bringing it before God, you feel that wave of anxiety rush over you. Divine peace is something altogether different. It's peace that God himself provides to his daughters and his sons who are stressing, who are burdened. It's divine peace, the peace of God. But it's also, secondly, a kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. I love that. It is a kind of peace that ultimately doesn't really make too much sense. where, Where does this peace come from? Yes, we've seen God do miraculous things in people's lives. You heard stories, and some of you have had these stories, where a doctor will come to you and say, hey, I don't know, the previous x-ray showed one thing, and this one shows a whole other thing. I don't know what happened, but you're good now. We heard those stories. But you also heard these stories where doctors look and say, how are you able to respond in such chaotic news right now, the way you're responding? How are you able to go through what you're going through, the suffering you're incurring, with with so much joy and peace? See, that transcends understanding. You can't quantify that. You can't explain it other than the fact that God himself has provided it. It's the peace of God. Paul wrote this letter to Philippians from a jail cell. And I'm always amazed when I read Philippians 1, 12 through 14. Because he's arrested for telling people about Jesus. He's got chains around his wrists and around his ankles penning this letter. And he says this in Philippians 1.12. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. So that it has, been, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And later on, a few verses later, he says, therefore I rejoice. And you're thinking, what are you talking about, Paul? He's there in a jail cell saying, you know what? This actually turned out for the good. People are more courageous with their faith now. I'm telling the security guards about Jesus. People are like, what's up with this dude? He's willing to go to jail for what he believes. Paul's like, man, praise the Lord. He's working in my trial. That's the peace of God. It transcends understanding. It doesn't make much sense. A song once said that sometimes God calms the storms, and sometimes he calms his child. And really, when we come to him in prayer, he's faithful to calm us, whether or not the storm continues to rage on. We need to understand 
And when Paul says, make your request made known to God, Paul's not guaranteeing that the things that are causing you anxiety will dissipate in and of themselves. But he, what he is saying is that your posture toward those things will dissipate and your confidence in God will increase. And then you will say, peace to the anxiety. Prayerful people are peace-filled people. And so this peace of, that we get is, first of all, peace from God himself. Second of all, it's a peace that defies logic. And thirdly, it's a peace that protects you. He says it will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus there in verse 7. The word guard is a military term for a soldier who's standing watch. It's kind of like the, the British sentry that stands at the royal palace there 24-7. It's just keeping watch there over the, the queen of England. And what Paul is saying here is that God's peace will keep watch over you as you bring your requests to God, and it will protect you from the things that want to cause you anxiety. God keeps watch over your heart and your mind. This is a merciful God we serve. Because we know our anxieties attack us in our hearts and in our minds, doesn't it? Yes, it's the external circumstances, but it's what goes on in this mind of ours that makes that circumstance cause us anxiety. It's the fear of sudden loss. The fear of certain diagnosis. Lies that you have no worth. Lies about your future. Deception about secrets. Deception about dishonesty. Reminders of who you were, once were. Reminders of what you once did. These, these enter our mind and we begin to kick it around. And we start growing anxious. Feeling like we let people down. Feeling like we failed. Worrying about how you'll pay that bill. Worrying about next week, next month, next year. And in our mind, it just starts circling over and over and over and over. And you say, I need a century to keep watch over this mind of mine because my life circumstances are weighing me down. And Paul says, God's peace will keep watch over that mind of yours. It will guard your heart so you don't stress out. I love how Romans 8 says it. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? He sent his son for you to go to the cross for you. And don't you think he will walk with you when life is hard? Paul's saying surely he will. As Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. It's family. Your God is with you. He will not leave you. You know, the Beats by Dre are popular headphones these days. They got wireless versions that you put on, and they are noise cancellation. And there's a bunch of commercials that I've seen out there with athletes who are hearing all the noise around them. The the press talking about how they're not good anymore, they're washed up, um, all different things going on in their world. And in the commercial, they take on these headphones, they put them on, and it's, it's quiet. And they say, that's what you need. You need a noise cancellation headphones. Well, Beats by Dre has nothing on Pray by Yahweh, right? <laughs> you see, see, God will guard your heart and mind. And he indeed will cancel out the noise. But his noise cancellation is definitive. See, our, our God is one who goes with us wherever we go. His batteries don't run out. You don't have to recharge that. 
You come before God and he will guard your mind. He will guard your heart. He will watch over you. Don't be anxious, family. Whatever it is, don't let it make you become anxious. Prayer has a noise cancellation feature. See, in prayer, God grants us the grace to say peace to anxiety so that you don't have to isolate yourself or withdraw. So if you feel tempted to do that, pray, brother. Pray, sister. Don't hide. Let the Lord meet you in that place. Don't explode. Your anger won't accomplish anything but deepen your anxiety. But God can diffuse that. Don't suppress it with food, with busyness, with drink, with whatever it is that you know how you suppress your anxiety. But get on your knees. Get on your knees and with urgency say, God, meet me in this place of prayer. Family, this is how we as a church grow. This is how we learn to live in 2017. By being men and women of prayer. So as you start school tomorrow, Pray it up. God help me with this next semester of school. When you get back into the workplace tomorrow and clock in, Lord, help me with this week. Don't let me grow anxious. When you go to the mailbox on Tuesday and that bill is there waiting for you, say, Lord, help me trust you. Help me be wise. Guide our steps, Lord. With those phone calls and those texts and that email and that post and whatever it is that causes you to feel anxiety, Let your requests be made known to God. You see, the enemy of our soul would want to do so much to create anxiety and pull us away from God. But God has given us the gift of prayer to come before him. You know, in a few moments, we're going to close up with a closing song. And, And during that time, I want you to think even now, what kind of things are weighing on you most and how are you responding to it? Maybe even right now as I talk, you need to pray in your mind, say, Lord, I need to give this to you. I need to give this to you. The song before the throne of God above says, when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. You see, when we come to Jesus, Satan's tactics, his temptations to despair meet their match. And he has nothing on this God of ours. But what God is calling you and I to do is to cry out and say, Lord, I need you. Every hour I need you. Bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. And that's got to be the cry of our heart. Don't, don't, don't walk with the weight on you. Don't let your brothers and sisters walk with the weight on them. But church family, let's pray it up. Let's pray it up and let's say peace to the anxieties that would want to consume our minds. And let God get all the glory as he meets us in that place. Let's bow our heads together. Lord, we come and confess 
that only in you can we find our rest. And so, Lord, I pray for each one here, no matter how young or how old, I pray for our youth, our 6th, 7th, 8th graders, our high schoolers. I say think about getting back into the rhythm of school. Maybe they're already a week in now. Lord, I pray that even at their young age, they would learn, Lord, how to give their burdens to you and not to be, not to, not to be crushed under the weight of people's expectations and society's pressures and grow anxious. But no, Lord, let them say, no, I will have peace in my God. And Father, for our adults in this room, for each man and woman, Lord, I, I pray that we learn, Lord, to not lack faith. Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. Lord, increase our faith. Help us trust that indeed you do have it all together, Lord. Help us not worry, Lord. What, what can that do for us? And so, Lord, I pray we get prayed up and that we get peace-filled, oh, Lord. Father, help us learn how to walk with each other. Sometimes we just don't have the strength and sometimes we feel like, God, I know I need to pray. I didn't got it in me. And even in that place, even in that prayer, God, meet them, I pray, oh, Lord. Oh, God, may this 2017 not be a year marked by anxiety, but a year marked with a peace that transcends all understanding. We bring this before you, my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer team, thank you for being ready. Would you rest of us stand to our feet? Church family, our prayer team's here to pray with you. Don't be anxious. Let them pray with you. Don't, don't, let, don't kick around your pressures, your weights. Let them pray with you. Let this song be our prayer. Lord, I need you. And so church family, let's bring this before God who will give us a divine kind of peace that transcends anything we know and protects us. So let's sing this out together.